For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy. And this is the show brought to you by Social Media Examiner to help you, the marketer, stay on top of the leading edge of social media. We bring the experts and their opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we explore Facebook desktop and mobile redesign, as well as new messenger business tools, all of which were announced at Facebook's F8 Developer Conference. Our special guest this week is Mari Smith. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you that the Social Media Marketing Society's doors are now open. The Society is where you can go to build your confidence to succeed at your marketing job. You can join thousands of other peers, receive ongoing training, support from pros, access to a community of supportive marketers, who understand that the marketer struggle is real. Find out more at socialmediasociety.info. And as usual, everything that we're going to talk about in this episode, you can find on Social Media Examiner at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news every Saturday morning. This week, our guest is Mari Smith. She is a consultant for Facebook and a leading expert on Facebook marketing. She's also the author of The New Relationship Marketing, How to Build a Large, Loyal, profitable network using the social web. Mari Smith, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Hi, Eric. Hi, Grace. This is a Hi, good Mari. Back. <laughs> so before we get into this segment, I, I alluded to this in pre-show. This was F8 conference. It's a fe- Facebook developer conference. I refer to this as Facebook Christmas. So we will go, we will start to now dive into the Christmas presents that Mark Zuckerberg gave us. And uh, there was a lot of them. There was a lot of big ones too, or at least a lot that were wrapped in big, shiny, bright packaging. So (laughs) uh, a lot of different things. So we've got a a brief summary. We've got a Facebook desktop redesign, mobile redesign, uh, an emphasis on stories, groups, events. We've got Messenger desktop upcoming, lots of business tools inside of Messenger, even some Instagram news. So We'll start with the Facebook desktop and mobile redesign and what it emphasizes. So, Grace, give us a little bit of a rundown here as to what was announced. Uh, Facebook unveiled a redesign that is simpler, faster, more immersive, and puts the focus on stories, groups, and events. So Facebook users should begin seeing this rollout on mobile starting this past week. I think, Eric, you mentioned that you have it. I haven't seen it yet. And then it'll roll out to desktop over the next few months. And so I wanted to dive into each of these things. So the first thing is that stories is up front and center. So they've been putting stories up front and center, but now it's more prominent. 
uh, they've updated some things on groups and then they are rolling out a new events tab later this year. But overall, it, I mean, Eric, you have a screenshot of it, right? So overall, you can see that it's got this clean white uh, background, you know, Everything is just very soft. They, they've mostly gotten rid of the blue, except for a few things here and there. But the focus is really on your groups, your stories, and then later on your events. So, Mari, mm. without diving into what they've decided to emphasize mm-hmm. with this redesign, first impression, what do you think of this design? It's clean. It's definitely clean, obviously, a lot more white space. What's missing is that telltale blue bar at the top, which we've all come to know and associate with Facebook on both desktop and mobile. And so I thought it was interesting that they chose a different shade of blue, right? They basically have a new logo. It's not a lot different, but it's a slightly different F and it's a slightly different shade of blue. And I do know that way back when, like 10, whenever it was, 12 years ago, 14 years ago that uh, Facebook really did a lot of studying in terms of the shade of blue and that that darker blue is actually uh, one that evokes trust. Well, as we know, Facebook's faced a lot of troubles over the last year or two around trust. So I think this is, you know, it's a, and mostly aesthetic changes, mostly cosmetic, uh, but I know we're going to get into more of the specifics around groups and meeting new friends. But first impressions, I mean, yeah, it's clean, um, Stories, they've been really, really pushing them on uh, um, Facebook, you know, front and center, making those cards bigger and bigger. It wasn't enough to just have the wee circles like Instagram is like giant cards. <laughs> but um, I, I'm excited to talk about the group uh, emphasis and how we can really get into that and have discovery and have uh, even a specific personalized feed around groups and the content yeah. of groups that you belong to. Let me take two seconds here just to say from first glance, like it seems like there are basically four sections. There's the home section with all the the tabs sort of, and those are bigger and more easy to see and and accessorize. Mm -hmm. That's not the word that I meant to say, but uh, that that you can identify. That's what I meant That, that I can see, Oh, there's my saved. There's my games. There's my events. Like it's much easier to jump into those. Uh, there stories is the most biggest, brightest, prominent selection that it's ever been in. And Especially on desktop, right, Eric? If I just could interject, because we've never had it like that on desktop. Never, never. Right. Stories. I mean, th- this is a brand new upfront, right in the top. Like this feels like if you opened Instagram and we're looking at the top of your Instagram feed or at the top of uh, Messenger. So, and and then below that, you've got your newsfeed, which feels like a little bit like it's been demoted a little bit, right? Yeah, in a, in a way, you're right, Eric. They, there has been talk for some time now about Facebook potentially. I mean, there's a lot of rumors have been flying about the newsfeed completely going away, but it, it's evolving. It's definitely in, a, in an evolving state. And this major FB5, as they call it, because it's only the fifth time that they've rolled out a major update since Facebook's existence, right? In 15 years. Um, so, um, that's mostly what we're seeing here is just the, you know, the major, major redesign, which, which isn't that big from a user's perspective, but in terms of the newsfeed, um, it is slightly de-emphasized much more, uh, emphasis on stores, of course, and then, and then the groups really, it's all about creating uh, relationships and building communities is, is the big emphasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we so- have a we have a question from Joycelyn in the in the uh, chat here in Crowdcast, and she's asking, it looks like Facebook is 
making pages, business pages, it looks like they're giving them the back seat, right? So what does this mean for people that have put a lot of emphasis into their pages as opposed to their groups or their stories? Yeah, you know, Grace, I, I, and Joycelyn, thanks for that question. I like that backseating, backseating business pages. Uh, back, unfortunately, business pages have had a bit of a backseat for quite some time. I mean, it's always been pay to play to get into the news feed. You know, organic reach is one to six percent. Uh, smart, forward thinking businesses that are already embracing stories on both Instagram and Facebook on their you know profiles, groups, pages. Then that's 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 really what Facebook wants to favor is 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 pages, businesses that are utilizing the stories feature, utilizing messenger, utilizing groups. Those are the three main features that Facebook wants groups to really lean into, uh, excuse me, groups and pages, businesses. So, but at the same time, you certainly still want to keep up with your page and, and putting, you know, great content and focusing on video and doing lives like social media examiners doing here. So, so let's, let's get into, you, you emphasized groups like they did. So let's talk about this because groups is right up there, front and center, prominent. Yeah. They're emphasizing it. And, and again, to, to, to the talk we just talked about with business pages, yeah, sitting through the keynote, uh, I was like, oh, they're not talking about business pages at all. It's not that they're saying they're going away. It's just that they had their message. They had their, hey, we want to bring these forefront and center. And those things were, again, groups, which we'll get to in a second, story. Mm-hmm. And what was the third one? Events. So we're gonna we're gonna focus in on those three things now moving forward. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting because he kicked off uh, Mark Zuckerberg kicked off the keynote with reiterating their privacy focused mandate. So I Correct. think all of these support that, right? Yeah, you know, and Grace, I'd love to interject here. Um, the, you guys sent me a link for a, a TechCrunch article, and it's called Facebook Want. Facebook pivots to what it wishes it was. And I want to just share with everybody here the first couple of sentences from that article because it totally makes sense. So it says, in Facebook's dreams, it's a clean and private place. People spend their time having thoughtful discussions in meaningful groups and planning offline meetups with events or laughing together in a Facebook watch party. <laughs> it says, in reality, Facebook's <laughs> a cluttered mass of features that seem to constantly leak user data. People spent waste their time viewing inane newsfeed posts from friends they never talked to, endlessly stalking through photos and showing on clickbait articles and uh says you know basically facebook will never shake this reputation if it just keeps polishing its old features so that was a really great piece of uh, writing from TechCrunch because to us savvy marketers here we're like well wait a minute is this just the same thing with a different coat of paint or is this really a fundamental shift connected to what Zuckerberg's been focused on pretty much all year is this privacy-focused social foundation for the future, which I talked about in my keynote at Social Media Marketing World. And it's like, what exactly does that mean to marketers? Because if everything's going more groups, more private, more ephemeral, more messaging, what does that do to pages? Does that mean that we all should be just focusing predominantly on our pages, on our groups that are run by our pages? Quite possibly. Uh, there was a rumor flying around a couple of months, which I totally debunked on my page, which was you should unlink your page and your group because posts from groups were getting less new visibility in the newsfeed. I'm like, that's total rubbish. In fact, Facebook's wanting more visibility of group posts in the newsfeed. And in fact, in their update, in their official blog post about the day one of F8, they specifically said that, that posts from groups will get more visibility in the newsfeed going forward. 
So let's talk about this group's emphasis because, yeah. again, one of the things they they could not stop talking about was all the different things that groups yep. are for and that they're going to emphasize here in this new desktop application. Um, I don't have a picture of the mobile because essentially the mobile version of this desktop application is the same if you just chop off the left side and the right side and keep the center of it you've got your news feed and above it your stories and then depending upon if you're using android or ios the tab bar of the home and your notifications and uh marketplace and groups that's either top or bottom so right same exact look and Facebook is rolling this out themselves. So this isn't a, a, a an operating system update or anything. Like uh, they started rolling out the mobile app and then they will be introducing the desktop version over the next few months, they said. So that was a question in our Facebook group. So mm, yeah, yeah. And I have a, I have the new design on my mobile device, uh, not yet on desktop, but I don't know that anybody really has on desktop. They, they do no. it's a very small test section. So but I think I'd like to take a step back because um, we're talking here, the privacy focus here. And one of the things I've been including in my keynote a lot is that uh, Zuckerberg's 3,200 word privacy manifesto, which came out on March 6th, what felt like to a lot of us kind of out of the blue, right? There was not really any great warning that, oh, this was going to be happening. It was just like, ta-da, this big announcement. And then now we're all left going, whoa, well, what does that mean? And he had these like six pillars of privacy. Uh, you know, safety being one of them and um, the ephemerality, um, it's not one of the privacy things, but the um, interoperability and the encryption. And so um, I believe my personal opinion on a lot of this change, the privacy and the, you know, the encryption um, and just the new redesign and the big focus on groups, which is really supporting a community is in a way I hesitate to use this, this phrase, but but I'm going to use it, and it's a PR play. It's a PR play, which a lot of the articles we're talking about this week in particular, stating that, you know, Facebook's trying to say to the world, oh, we got this, you know. I know we've, and, and, and Eric, you and I were talking offline about this, where Zuckerberg made this very awkward statement as part of his opening speech at F8. He said, oh, we're not been that great about privacy so far. I'm like, yeah, I'll say, right? Don't be making fun of that. It's a very serious issue. And it didn't really exactly land that well in the audience from what I could tell. Um, but it's a lot of these changes. There's a huge list of them that we'll get into here today, I know. And it feels like, oh my gosh, it's big wild changes. It's not really. They're somewhat subtle, but they're all connected into this push towards Facebook showing uh, lawmakers, uh, you know, around the world, uh, investors, users, of course, businesses, advertisers, that they can shake off this two years of struggle and lack of trust and dramatically dropped reputation and to continue to uh, improve time on site and what they call time well spent, right? So time well spent is actually an organization. It used to be timewellspent.org. It's now the center for, um, what is it called? The center for, ah, tech. Uh, Roger McNamee, I've been, humane, humane tech, center for humane tech. I've been reading Roger McNamee's book, uh, Zucked. In fact, I've, I, I just, I listened to the whole thing on audio the other week. And it's so eye-opening because you can just see this trajectory that Facebook went on really focused on, you know, profit at all costs, move fast and break things like oopsie daisy. Now, now what's happened in these first, you know, now we're into month five, these first four months of this 2019 is like, oopsie daisy, I think we broke too many things. Let's <laughs> retroactively hurry up and 
get connected and get people to feel good about themselves and feel good about the time on site and feel good about the content they're consuming and, and get them like this whole um, discover friends, this new friends uh, feature that they have to, to discover new people and to discover new groups. So there's really large emphasis on that. So I, I know we'll keep uh, getting into this, Eric and Grace, but I, I feel that one of the strongest um, action steps that a business can take is to really lean into those communities. If you don't yet have a group, that's your piece of homework right away is, look to see where you can create a group uh, from your page uh, or maybe there's a group you already run from your personal profile and just add your group as an admin and then link it on your page and really be building that community. Yeah. Yes. Two things real quick. And then let's jump into specifically talking about groups. One, privacy, uh, stories and their ephemerality, their decay yeah. where they go away in 24 hours, as mm -hmm. well as the privacy so to speak, of a close-knit group yes, give you more of a sense of security, or at least that's what they're hoping, right? That, mm -hmm. oh, I can feel free to post this because it's going to go away in 24 hours. Or I can post this in a close-knit group because, again, those are my, my peeps. Those are the people that know me. So it's not going to be something that I have to worry about being broadcast to the entire world. I feel like that's part of this change that they're going with and why that, why those two functionalities actually make sense to lead into when their forefront is this privacy, um, you know, focus. Mantra. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So You're the right, Eric, yeah, no, I hundred percent agree in that. Just real quick, Grace here. Uh, okay. This was on maybe uh, two earnings calls ago that Zuck said that very point that, that Eric just made where people feel more comfortable being themselves when they know, and he always uses the phrase that your content won't stick around. Mm -hmm. Now, we all here know we're savvy marketers or savvy business people. We know that even though something's going to disappear in 24 hours, you can still, people can screenshot it. <laughs> You've all held yes. about those, heard about those tweets that got tweeted and then accidentally, you know, deleted or whatever. Somebody's going to screenshot that. So I'm still like, you know, be, be mindful about things you post. You're not just going to be you know throw caution to the wind and post anything because you know i'll disappear in 24 hours but to eric's point i i do believe that facebook's somewhat relying on that that we'll we'll be even more liberal with our our uh you know free and sharing our our content and our thoughts and our feelings because we think it's not going to stick around but that that's we'll see we'll see where it yeah. goes i'm sure that'll be right, let's jump in and talk about how this stuff affects marketers what is it yeah. and how it affects us and how we should have our mindset changed in terms of working with the emphasis facebook is now giving its platform and 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 work with that in terms of us as marketers and what we can do so uh first up groups uh grace walk us through the groups updates here all right, so there is, and you can see this in the image that Eric is sharing here in the in the uh, crowdcast, is that there's a whole tab. The whole right side is a groups tab, and it shows a personalized feed of activity across all of the groups that you are following. So this is closed, open groups, private, whatever. Every group that you have, are part of, it will have in this feed, right? And there'll be a new discovery tool with an improved recommendation that'll quick that'll allow you to quickly find other groups that you might be interested in. So they've beefed up that recommendation tool. Uh, they're also making it easier to participate in groups. So you'll be able to jump in. It's a, from what I understand, you're able to jump in from places like from Marketplace, Today In, the Gamings tab, the Facebook Watch. Uh, you'll be able to access groups from there and you'll be able to see more content from your groups in the news feed. 
You'll be able to share directly to your groups from the newsfeed the same way you would with friends and family. Um, and then they're also giving different communities different tools. So, for instance, uh, for health support groups, they're giving members the ability to post or share a question uh, anonymously, basically, right? To say there's an interested, like someone is is having to ask this question, but it's around more sensitive things. So you don't necessarily want your name attached to it, right? So, and then for job groups, they'll have a new template for employers to post openings and be able to easily uh, find ways to or help. Uh, job seekers uh, message them. Gaming groups will get a new chat feature. Um, and then they're going to add ways to ask questions and place orders and even pay for shipping in the buy and sell groups without leaving it. So, and this is just a few of the things that they've, they've outlined just this past week. And I think they've always said there's always more to come, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I can't get over the fact that they've got almost this, you remember what the news feed, not news feed, but the, the feed of news, whatever they used to call that, the news ticker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that. Remember what that used to look like. And now that they've kind of brought some of that over into this new group's um, personalized activity feed to where it kind of, it's almost like a mini uh, notifications center and, or even kind of a news feed or news ticker for your groups to kind of say, Hey, Look what's happening in your groups. Come on, jump back into your groups. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think wasn't that the emphasis used to be on breaking news or or what is what people trending. are talking about the most? They used to have now trending. It, yeah, trending. Yeah, trending. So now it's like, what's going on in your groups? <laughs> That's the news, right? What what's going on in the in the neighborhood? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and, and David Foster points out a great distinction here. He says in the update they specifically say personally created groups, not business created groups. So he says, does that mean that a page created group won't get the same treatment? And honestly, I want to say, I don't know. I kind of hope not. But then again, maybe it's a matter of not, again, it's that whole rumor thing, right? Mari was like, oh no, disconnect your group from your page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I, I need to find that specific update you're talking about, uh, David. I don't know that it's on the day one, that, the official day one blog, but um, I, I got to find that and, and and read it and interpret it um, because um, I did see two days ago in one of my groups, right after day one of F8, I saw that I had reach stats and the boost button inside of my group. Oh, wow. And I ought to have screenshot that because I went back and I was only on mobile. I was literally in the middle of teaching a class up in Salt Lake City for a food blogging conference, and I had my phone up on screen, and sure enough, I, sh- I showed them, and there were this, the reach stats on my my post and the boost button, and then I showed them my desktop, the exact same post, and there was no reach stats and no boost button, and so this is a group, of course, run by my page, and I do believe that slowly but surely, we are going to see uh, all the kinds of features that uh, pages have eventually added to groups, the page run groups. So David, you're bringing up a really good point. I'm going to have to dig into that a little bit more and see if just like profiles and pages where Facebook's always differentiated, um, that we're going to be faced with a similar situation and, um, you know, only page run groups will have the ability to pay and promote and grow and have metrics because that'll be the big enticement for more, more pages and businesses to set up groups. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, gosh, you guys remember when on a profile you could you could pay like seven bucks to promote a, a personal profile post, and then they took yeah. that away. Obviously, it wasn't a big source of revenue, but <laughs> I will, Sylvia. Yes, I will definitely dig into that. And David says he has the ability to boost his stories. That's really interesting. That just caught my eye. Yeah, on, on, that, your, on your page too. Yeah, I yeah on your personal profile or your page, David. I would love to know. Um, yeah. Going through some of these other group updates, like what are some of the ones that jump out to you as the most, I don't know, beneficial for us as marketers? Uh, I think predominantly it's the, the discovery. I mean, just really making sure that the group that you have is uh, is very active, that's regularly post, um, that it's well moderated, that it, it stands out, it's unique, it serves a purpose. It goes deeper than your page. I think a really great use of a group is that you do, you know, whatever free content you have on your page and then getting people into more closed environment to do um, a discussion. And, and one of the, a great use of a, a page run group would be to take a video that you've done a live and then maybe the following day or the afternoon or something and host a watch party to, to start discussing with specific, you know, inner, your inner community, or you could create, create a playlist or something like that. Um, but I don't know. I think it's early days yet in terms of the, the changes that were just announced this week. Are they so radical that, you know, marketers really have to pivot in terms of what they're doing with groups? Um, I don't really know that at the moment. Uh, and also, we want to remind you that, again, the desktop redesign, though I know some people say they have it, is rolling out. So not all these changes are sudden. So yeah. in mind there. Right. You know what? You know what? I do want to just in case this doesn't come up, and, and for any of your listeners here, um, Eric and Grace, that might be in a couple of different industries, uh, something we do want to point out around groups is um, that Facebook's rolling out very unique features to support uh, different types of groups. For example, did you hear about the the health support group? Mm-hmm. Members can post questions and share information without their name appearing on a post, which I think is. I guess it just goes like that. You know, when somebody's like deactivated their profile and it's like just the standard yeah. silhouette. Just says Facebook user. And user, then, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I think that's really interesting. And, and and again, it was my mind always kind of integrates all the other aspects <laughs> going on as Mike Stelzner always says, Amari can read the tea leaves of Facebook. And so <laughs> we go over and we look at the big apps in, in Asia. China's WeChat is the biggest example. And they have entire like hospital systems and medical and, and finance and insurance, you name it, banking. And so that type of thing is just a tiny little step in that direction of what Facebook's doing is to, you know, to appeal to um, not necessarily healthcare providers, but possibly. And they're just calling them health support groups with capital H, capital S. Um, you know, and then there's other ones like they have gaming groups, get a new chat feature, job groups, uh, a new template for employers post opening. So those are just three little examples, not little, but they're pretty major, that I believe we'll start to see more very unique features added to groups that will really benefit businesses. Then let's move on to uh, stories as well as events here in this redesign. So uh, the emphasis on stories, again, I think it's mostly visual, that it's right there, prominent, it's at the top, it's big, it's bold, it's like it takes up a whole lot of space on desktop, on mobile, on this redesign. And if there wasn't anything else to be reiterated or reminded of from last week's show, when we went through the quarterly call, 
was that the emphasis is on stories and stories is a thing and advertisers are th that's one of the few places left where advertisers have room to go so stories if you're a page if you're a person like get on it now especially with this this emphasis here in this design i just want to add to that because you and you might have talked on this uh, about this on previous shows but it's been probably about 2 years that facebook has been saying for some time during all that time that they were running out of ad inventory in the newsfeed. So that is one major reason, reason why they're pushing stories so much. And they really caught on on Instagram. People love them, as you know, but they've really struggled to get them to have proper, you know, stickiness on Facebook. And whenever I post on my page about them, I just get maybe like over 50%, if not more, uh, way more that say, oh, I hate stories. I don't, oh, stories are, I never look at stories. I never use stories. And so I think a lot of the users on Facebook stories are either just cross-posting from Instagram uh, and or Facebook has continually made it more and more just easier and enticing on both profiles and pages to just check that button and you're just, you're making a wall post and you're also making a story. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I think, Eric, just the if we really think about that, where the ad inventory is really maxed out on the newsfeed. So we've got two main areas that Facebook's focusing on for ad inventory, stories and video. So being able to do pre-roll and mid-roll and then coming down the road will be ads in groups at some point. They're, they're, you know, it's like no, no place is safe from, from ads. <laughs> so they have to keep monetizing, but they will be, I don't know if we're going to talk about this, but they have other sources of revenue such as commerce, shopping mm -hmm. and payments, right? WhatsApp payments is already out in India. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So, so, uh, uh, stories. Jeez, I couldn't think of the word. I was like, what are we, <laughs> what are we talking about? So yeah, stories <laughs> is the emphasis. Oh, sorry and, about that. Uh, no, absolutely. And then uh, events, they didn't really spend a lot of time talking about mm -hmm. events. There was just a quick mention in the uh, day one recap that they are beefing up the events tab so that it will kind of connect people more that if you guys are, if you're interested in the same events or whatever, or you're in the same city, uh, that's something that they're going to be rolling out and working on over the next few months. So there wasn't a lot of detail on that. And I think it pairs quite nicely with the uh, new uh, close friends or meet new friends feature, right? So they're rolling out this new meet new friends feature to help people start friendships in their shared communities. And they focused on school, workplace, and your city, uh, but there's also going to be an, oh, they're going to integrate groups into this. And I think from what it sounds, events as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I watched a little video on that, Grace. And it just, to me, it was like, you know, you're searching, okay, um, I like, I, I'm into fitness and I'm a new mom. Oh, here's someone that's into fitness as a new mom. Do you like to do coffee sometime? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it kind of, and I mean, this is a whole other offshoot, so we won't go down this rabbit trail, yeah. but it does respond to, like, you know, you see all these studies about how social media is making us lonelier and, you know, they have all these like, I was, as I was doing the research, they had all these like new mom dating sites or whatever, like you have new, and I was like, that's cool, you know, so it's, it's fun, we'll see where this goes. And then they also, yeah. and they also, you know, launched some new dating features, which we won't even, I don't even want to touch that, but like, you know. As so, marketers, yeah. we don't need to touch that. No, so I'm just calling it. Nine <laughs> secret crushes. Sure, sure. Yes, you can. Yes, you I can. have a secret crush. <laughs> uh, 
what was I going to say? Oh, the yeah, the the meet new friends thing. It, 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 to me, when I saw it, it felt like it was people you may know, but on steroids. Mm. <laughs> Good point. And and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. To be honest, I think that um, ha- meeting new friends and and again, it's about uh, what is it? Meaningful social interactions. Yep. Yep. And and that's you know to go with that. That's what finding somebody new finding out you've got these things in common and then connecting through public or private channels, whether it's groups, stories, or um, even the new news feed. I mean, I've always had this kind of weird, like I become friends with somebody new on Facebook and then I start seeing their stuff in the news feed. And it's this almost, it's almost like a Facebook refresh, right? Where it's like, Oh, a new person with a new life that I don't know anything about sort of. And it, it refreshes Facebook for me for a while. So, yeah, well, I think it's 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 putting on steroids what's already happening organically, right? You're meeting new people in your groups or whatever, and you make those connections. And yeah, I've I've had to start specifying like this is my friend from Facebook. Like I don't really know them in person, and I've never met them, but somehow I I I know all their children and their dogs and you know (laughs) whatever else. Yeah, I imagine that as we progress through the next few months and this redesign starts to roll out, we're going to be revisiting this uh, across the board here on the show. Um, let's move on to Messenger, because there's a lot of stuff there. Yes. They redesigned Messenger, too. <laughs> yes. So, they've just, oh, so they went through a process last fall of simplifying and decluttering the interface. So I think there used to be, what, somewhere north of nine tabs, seven tabs, mm-hmm. I can't remember. They've reduced yeah. it to three, right? So, and then other things were housed. So they've re... Uh, and so at F8 this last week, they they talked about completely re-engineering the architecture of Messenger from the ground up to be faster and lighter. And I believe it's called Project Lightspeed, right? Mm-hmm. Light, Project Lightspeed, where, uh, and it's these uh, tenants of making it faster, secure, you know, all the words <laughs> from the ground up. So uh, they'll be um, there again, they, you know, they're, they're emphasizing close friends will be a close friends tab. So you'll see a preview of your friend's stories also in Messenger, uh, photos from your chat and and uh, people will be able to do emoji statuses. So um, you could use an emoji to say, you you describe this a lot better than I do, Eric. Why don't you explain what emoji statuses are? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I when it comes to emo- when it comes to statuses inside of a chat, uh, tool, I think of Skype and I always, you know, and I, and I instantly, when we were talking about this and I was trying to explain it, I jumped over to Skype and I said, here, let me click on Mike Stelzner and it right up above. And it always says this. So it's his status never changes. It says loving my job. So that's what he puts in, but you could put anything in there. You could say at lunch till such and such, or, uh, you know, something else profound. I don't know, but loving my job is profound too. But yeah. uh, that's what that is. But you can do it with a single emoji. So it's it's kind of like it's kind of like setting a mood. It's showing, you know, Eric is in a you know poop emoji mood today or something like that. Never. That's just a rumor. Yeah. Never. <laughs> Never. Those are Monday. Anyways, yep. the, that would have yeah. emoji status means. Yep. And then they're also rolling out the uh, video co-watching feature. But I want to jump into these business tools that they're rolling out to Messenger. So they're introducing, there's three new business tools that they uh, introduced, and it was to help make it easier for businesses to drive in-store traffic, generate leads, and provide customer care. So this is appointment booking, 
the ability to create lead gen ads directly in for Messenger, directly in your ads manager, and then easy authentication, which directs customers who are already authenticated on a mobile app or website to seamlessly uh, seamlessly into a messenger thread and create an instantly personalized experience. Like explain that to me. Like what does that mean in like <laughs> actual like doing terms? <laughs> well well some uh, chatbots are already doing that. I know companies like Mobile Monkey or many chat. So third party chatbot companies have already have this integration, but I think Facebook's just making it easier. So let's say I'm on somebody's website, I'm surfing around, I find something I want, I've got a question about it, or in this example you have on the screen, and maybe I want to set an appointment, take a car for a test drive. I could mm-hmm. be on their website and just by tapping that button, tapping that messenger button, I'm instantly taken to messenger and if that company has a chatbot set up then i'm starting that that automated dialogue or if they happen to have staff on standby and i'm talking to a real person and so that's where like facebook really loves that that word seamless um i think that this is again a tip of the iceberg of what we're going to be seeing in terms of commerce uh, bearing in mind that again i bring up china's wechat which is light years ahead I've, i heard that said years ago it's light years ahead of chat apps and social apps in the Western world. And the only two apps that are remotely poised to compete with China's WeChat and the likes are Facebook's Messenger and Facebook's WhatsApp. And so in terms of sources of revenue for Facebook, the more businesses can embrace and utilize uh, Messenger and at the same time, this is a secret, is to not alienate the user to not treat Messenger just like an email channel and start blasting them, uh, is to really uh, give your Messenger clients and customers and leads and prospects uh, just really the red carpet treatment and, and, and treat that relationship as very, very intimate. Um, I love this new appointment bookings uh, feature. I think that'll be great. But um, as you mentioned, that the authentication, the easy authentication, meaning that it'll be just so easy to, to begin that that private messaging chat. Also, I thought it was really interesting, guys, here that uh, on Facebook's official blog, right, the day one of F8, and the headline they gave it, right, and and it has a picture of of Zuck saying the future is private. That was a theme for the entire two-day conference, building new products and features for a privacy-focused social platform. And of all the updates, they listed Messenger first, right? So they got into Messenger first, talking about speed, lighter, as you say, taking out all the bloat, um, and then those business features, uh, which I think is great, but having that lead generation template added into Ads Manager, um, I really like that. I think that's cool. Hopefully more more businesses will take advantage of that. And then the appointment one, um, yeah. Yeah. I want, I want to jump back for just a second, um, and actually I want to find the tab that I've got for screenshots for those of us joining us live. Um, the desktop app. Messenger coming out with an actual standalone desktop app for Windows, for Mac OS. I'm excited about this. Uh, one, because it's clunky to use messages inside of the browser to yeah. me, for me. And to have it dedicated and open that I can open or close. But also, I couldn't help but think this. When I look at this, when I look at Messenger, uh, and it's going to have dark mode. Yes, David, they did say that. Um they even said that the 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 desktop redesign of the actual website will have dark mode, which I was like, what? 
what? But anyways, uh, I digress. This looks like Skype to me is what I'm trying to say. Doesn't it look like Skype? This messenger window on desktop. That's what it looks like to me. So I'm kind of hoping we can switch off Skype and just go use this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interesting point. I'm sure they would like that. You and me both. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, I thought it was really interesting while we're on Messenger, um, this is more affecting uh, on the personal user, but I want to put a business spin on that, that they brought out a new way to, they call it a way to watch together so you can co-watch videos. This Mm -hmm. is basically saying, you know, when you're not together with friends and family in your physical living room, Messenger will now let you discover and watch videos from Facebook together in real time. And so also they said that you can seamlessly share a video from the Facebook app on Messenger. So that was another new aspect to the redesign is they've kind of almost like brought Messenger back into the main app. Um, but only insofar as like it's it's much easier to just, just switch and then you're in Messenger or like they say share or specifically with that video discovery. Um, it's kind of like a private watch party actually. What yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. they showed an example of it, of a guy who was like, hey, I'm home. Uh, Let's watch this show together. And then the girl's like, yeah, let's do it. And he's walking around his apartment, talking to her while the video's playing at the top of his phone as he's holding it. She's laying on her bed and holding her phone sideways. And they're talking while they're watching the show. I mean, it was just like this. I could see teens doing this. I I can see my daughter doing this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, I have some stats that I, I pulled up to kind of give some um, background into what was fueling all these changes. So Facebook uh, issued a study called More Than a Message. Uh, it was on their insights uh, the, on their insights site. Uh, and there's a stat that came out of it that said 53% of the respondents of this study said that they are more likely to buy from a company which provides customer service through chat or, what, or WhatsApp or Messenger than one that does not. Uh, people will spend more time on messaging apps like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, etc., than any other apps. Uh, messaging platforms will be central to their daily life experience, and so we're seeing, as a result of that study, some of those insights, like how that's playing out into their product updates. Uh, Edelman published their yearly study called the Trust Barometer. So this is their uh, 2019 study, and one of the key conclusions is that respondents consider direct dialogues with the company to be more important than sales and promotions. So the ability to have a conversation with a company is more important to them, right? So again, another reason to put messaging on the forefront. And then uh, from this other say, it's it's um, the late from the messaging from the latest messaging platform stats. So this is all of them combined together. When it comes to customer service, all generations prefer a direct chat via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, or any other messaging app more than a potentially drawn out phone call or email conversation. And I think we all feel that so, <laughs> every time. In fact, I, you know, this really speaks to me because I, I chose my, my kid's orthodontist based on the one that was able to message me on a Friday. And when they came down to it and said, well, why did you choose one or the other? Right. And I said, they, I had someone to talk to. So. Yeah. Well, so speaking of someone to talk to, um, Michael Stelzner discovered something and shared it inside of our news group. Uh, as well as the society group, yet another benefit there. And what he found was, I, I'm going to bring up a screenshot to show you, um, was this ability that Facebook is starting to roll out, uh, the ability for page admins to select your display name and your photo 
so that when you're replying to messages on Messenger on behalf of your page or your business, that, that it'll say, for example, in his example here, it shows. Um, so what it does is, is now, and it gives you a, a visual example of the changes. So it says, it shows an example of someone that says, hello, I have a question. And then below it, it says, hi, how can I help you? But next to the hi, how can I help you is a picture of Michael himself, not Scout from Social Media Examiner. And it says, Michael from Social Media Examiner. Tell me this doesn't personalize your page messages so much more towards what you were just talking about in terms of businesses using Messenger for customer service. I think it does. I actually really like this. I'm excited about it. And it allows you to display your photo so you can change your photo. You can use your Facebook profile photo or I, I, presumably another one, I guess. And yeah. it also gives you an option on the name format. So in this case, it just says it just says Michael, right? But you have the option of putting your full name, uh, your name or initial, just your first name, which is what you see that he's selected, your initial of your first name, and then your last name, just your last name or just your initial. So there is a level of privacy too extended mm -hmm. to this as well. So depending on how personalized you want to make this, of course, you know, it is Mike from Social Media Examiner. So, you know, yeah. it seems like one in the same. But um, yeah, I, I really like this feature. What do you think, Mari? So it's interesting because I'm watching David uh, Foster's comments there at the same time. He's saying the only thing is you'll end up getting tons of friend requests unless it's not tied to your profile. So the good news, it's actually not. It is not tied to your profile. In this example on the screen, Mike happens to have used the same profile picture or excuse me, the same picture that's in his profile. So I think this is brilliant. I think this is a really tremendous move on Facebook's part because I, I am such a massive fan of personalized, exceptional customer care done right through social channels. And people just want to be heard. They want to know that they matter to that company and the more personal, the better. And so uh, a person's first name is the sweetest sounding word in their entire vocabulary. So it's wonderful when a brand reaches out and calls you by your first name, but equally with this change now that's on the screen, when you see that that brand is, has, is, is represented by a real person with a real face and a real name and just put your first name is just fine, then it's an instantly much more personal experience, especially because it's now happen happening in this private channel with, uh, with Messenger. So I'm actually going to be speaking uh, in, a, in a few weeks' time at the Customer Service Summit right here in San Diego. I spoke last year as well, and it's a uh, Huge, huge brands are there, major, major brands, and the huge emphasis is on this social customer care of how to manage all of these different channels with the private channels as well as the public channels and all the different softwares that are out there to, to help people to do that. But in addition, if you're not a major brand, you know, you're a small business owner or a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, then uh, the ability to be able to manage a brand page that's not in your own name then uh, this new feature here, I think it's just wonderful. I think this will be a great um, add-on um, to, to uh, the Facebook Messenger experience. Yeah, I, I can't wait to be able to say, you know, to have it be, it would be my picture, you know, to the detriment of the people talking to me, but it'll <laughs> be my face and then it'll say Eric from Social Media Examiner. And it's like, how much more comfortable will they be talking with us than uh, a cartoon, you know? So. 
Anyway, I really like it. We should probably jump in now to the Instagram stuff because there was some pretty interesting and cool stuff. Not a lot, but there was some interesting stuff. So let's jump into this. Um, Grace, what were some of the highlights here? I will run. I will do this as quickly as we can. So Instagram users will now be able to shop fashion looks directly from creators, Instagram photos with a new product tagging tool. So they're publicly, they'll be publicly testing this within the next few weeks uh, with a small group of influencers. They're named on the Instagram business site. Um, and basically just as it said, you'll be able to see, uh, a person's photo and, you know, if you like the watch they're wearing or the jacket you're wearing, they can power it with uh, product tags. And so you can click on that and it will take you to um, the option to buy. And the people that are testing this feature now are also testing the ability to make a purchase or to make a purchase directly on Instagram. So you will be able to shop and finalize a purchase without leaving the app. Uh for stickers, they're donate. Or, I'm sorry. For Instagram stories, they're rolling out a new donation sticker. So, along with all the other interactive stickers, you will be able to uh, add uh, the option to support a cause or a charity that you that you like with your Instagram stories. And then they're also rolling out a new camera design with creator mode. And I am definitely excited about the creator mode. So rather than having to start with a photo or a video uh, when you're doing your stories or you're, you're uh, doing a post in Instagram, you can now start with one of their tools. So for instance, you could start with one of the quiz questions, which is a new tool that rolled out last week uh, to businesses, right? So, um, or you'll be able to... Uh, and, and I think we have a screenshot here. So it has didn't really give a lot of detail about what those tools are, but you do see the quiz sticker there at the bottom as an option. And then I'm not sure what that other icon is to the to the right. Do you do you know what it is, Mari? Oh, it's a countdown timer. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. Now I see it. I, I was just like, is that a is that a pie? Is that a pizza? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a chart. Maybe that's like, anyway, we all know where my mind's at now. So anyway, those are the features from Instagram. Yeah, I I really like this redesign because they've simplified it so that, I mean, if you look at it, it's got live camera and then create. And so you can kind of differentiate in terms of, I mean, right now, I mean, remember when we were talking about this, Grace, we were going through, I was like, well, this looks different because, and all the options were there. Uh, you need to go from live to boomerang to type to, you know, all the different things. And you couldn't get to some of them without jumping through a few hoops first. Yeah. That's where the simplifying it to create now comes in handy because you go to create and you can do the type thing. You can do a quiz. You can do, I mean, and you can do a quiz without having it be a sticker that you're placing on something that's already existing visually, like a video you shot or a, a still image that you had to come up with. It, it lets you skip over into uh, almost bringing in those elements into type mode a whole lot quicker mm-hmm. and easier. So uh, just mm-hmm. the simplification of the camera. It's not that there's a lot of new features here. It's that it's a redesign and making it easier to find stuff. You know, it, you know it's interesting because uh, back in the day before Instagram really got big into stories and the camera and everything, uh, obviously Snapchat kind of pioneered that. And I, I would talk to anybody who was a parent of, of teens or tweens and they would be like, they'd pick their, their kid's phone up and like, what are they spending all this time on here for? You know, and they'd go to 
open up Snapchat and boom, it's right in the camera. And they, they, the parent would be like, freak out. Oh my God, I don't want to accidentally take a picture of myself. So <laughs> I think that in general, most adults that are not super like, you know, comfortable just snap, snap, snapping all kinds of pictures of themselves or videos. It's like when you open an app up and the first thing that you see, you tap a button and, and you're on camera, right? And what if you're like, you know, laying in bed and you haven't got up yet or something is like, what if you're in a place that you just, you're not camera ready. And so it's like, oh, am I live right now? Did I just take a picture? And it's like, if people don't really know, right? There's not a savvy with the, the tech. Mm-hmm. I think this is actually a really good thing because then it's like you open it up and now you've got a chance to go, oh, all right, I don't always have to do this camera thing. So that's one thing. And then I, I do like, I think the donate, I saw Brene Brown. I love her. Follow her on Instagram. And she was really smart because on the day that maybe she'd gotten a heads up, it sounded like she probably got a heads up, but she had actually put in her story uh, numerous donation tags. And she just put like, so these are all the charities that I support. These are nonprofits I support. You tap on a tag to um, uh, sticker to, to donate. And then uh, brand new, I think that uh, was that Jane Wong. She's a, a great tech discovery go-to person. And she's discovered a chat sticker. A chat. What? Sticker. That's so cool. That's cool. Actually, uh, put in your story and it says chat. And then there's a little thing that will say, you know, tap to join this chat with this person. So presumably it's going to open up like a private DM room. I so, love that. If you can, cool. that, that's yeah. I mean, we had so many people talk about, uh, let's see, Shalene Johnson and Sue B. I know both yeah. message from, mentioned from the live stage at social media marketing world about how DMs can be integrated and just are so personal. Like we were, t- we were just talking about this with, with pages and their, their, their private messages. This is like that on Instagram and for yeah. us to be able to instigate or be a catalyst for those conversations that take okay. you right in there. That's man. I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed. Isn't that yeah. cool? Cause I've always thought that like DMs are, are almost as good as having somebody's cell phone and being able to text them. And so oftentimes the measure of success on your stories, specifically on Instagram, because it just tends to work that way better, is the number of DMs you get, the number of conversations. And oftentimes you'll be in a long ongoing conversation. Someone just has a habit of watching your stories and responding. And every little touch is that top of mind awareness. And when you come to do an offer that, you know, your thousand true fans, your folks that are at top of mind, that they're, they're more likely to, to, to sign up and to purchase. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, great stuff. Uh, so not a lot of Instagram news, but some bitty, you know, uh, they've been the ones who more consistently have rolled out thing after thing after thing over the past year, year and a half. So they can kind of slow down a little bit, I think. Let's let's get used to them. <laughs> well, well, maybe I hear you, Eric, but the thing is, you know, I've said this for a couple of years in my keynotes too, is that Instagram is Facebook's next Facebook And they did a survey last year, United States only. And in that survey, they were trying to ascertain how many folks out there actually know that Instagram is owned by Facebook. And clear 50% of the folks surveyed surveyed, did did not know. So they're all like, Facebook's for old people or like (laughs) shrouded with, with, you know, um, uh, scandal and controversy right now. But Instagram's like the darling of (laughs) <laughs> and so the more that they can kind of hold that up is this is like their poster child of of uh, you know success when it comes to social social sites um, and chat apps. I think we're going to see more and more and more done with Instagram direct. 
it's going to take them up to five years to do that whole interoperability that they've been talking about where you can message someone from inside a messenger and it'll go to them on WhatsApp or it'll go to them on Instagram direct. Eventually we'll have chatbots on Instagram direct too. So it's pretty exciting. That astounds me that, that 50% don't know. <laughs> but of course, the marketer, we as marketers have more reason to know. So right, that, right. that does make sense. But speaking of chat um, apps, Facebook owns one more called WhatsApp. Yep. There's a couple. Yeah, uh, they, they own all these different chat, chat apps. Speaking of the, the, the integration, uh, what was the news on WhatsApp, Grace? So WhatsApp will introduce a business catalog to the chat. So when you are messaging with a business, you'll be able to have their product catalog, I guess, showcasing their goods where you can easily find them. Uh, They're also rolling out, I think Mari mentioned this earlier, where they're rolling out payments. So this is something that they uh, is now available in India and it's rolling out globally. So they are supporting, uh, they're, they're seeing that WhatsApp is a strong player when it comes to B to, you know, B to C or, or, or businesses, business profiles. And it's a ideal way for people, for customers to get in touch with a business. So they are supporting that with these new tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge, Grace. I actually wrote in my notes that this is huge. So being able to have a business catalog right within WhatsApp while you're chatting with a business, again, that move more towards commerce, towards mm-hmm. getting more and more businesses going into like retail um, and then and then the payments aspect. I want to also mention here while we're talking about WhatsApp that there is um, an integration with Portal, with Facebook's oh. Portal, that video, the video app. So they're expanding it uh, despite all the controversy and whatnot. It seems that there's a portion of people out there that are loving this Portal, the in-home video chat device, um, and they are going to be actually bringing in uh, where you can call any of your friends that use WhatsApp or Messenger on their por- portal, and uh, those video chats are going to be encrypted. So I think that's 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 a good move. And there was a mention too that ads are coming this year. It wasn't in the official day one, but there was some other articles I'm looking at. So ads coming to WhatsApp. <laughs> Yeah, 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 they, yeah. Because Facebook hasn't even begun to, to monetize WhatsApp in all the years they've owned it, and so. <laughs> Payments will be one area, uh, blockchain with the, the Facebook coin, the cryptocurrency, um, mm-hmm. and uh, is worth roughly about 19. It could add $19 billion a year in revenue. That was predicted by Barclays with that. Wow. Cryptocurrency. Wow. Yeah. Well, it looks like the, with these changes, they're moving towards what someone is calling, what people have been calling private commerce. So it's yeah. turning WhatsApp into a private commerce platform. So it's so the whole range or wide reach of people you're you're dealing with people one-on-one which is which is ideal because then you can get your top your your top fans your top followers you know someone could be talking to you and seeing the products you're talking about right there it's amazing yeah yeah i love that private commerce it's brilliant so we're gonna have to wait and see how all of this rolls out and integrates into our marketing plans as we get more access to it as it as it comes out again over the next coming months but uh, Mari, thank you so much for being here. Hope to have you back on the show soon with more updates on Facebook. Perhaps they'll come out with something new in the next couple of months that that builds off of something that they announced here. Um, it's going to be great. But Mari, thank you so much for being here again. Awesome talking with you as usual. Likewise. My pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for having me. That was a great, great discussion and uh, so many exciting changes. So yeah, we'll be keeping our finger on the pulse, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mari. 
See you soon. Thank you, Mari. All right. That is our show. I want to remind you again that you can find this uh, show notes, the show notes for this episode, everything we talked about, all the links to everything, all the news breakdown. You'll find it at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news every Saturday morning. And I want to remind you again that the Social Media Marketing Society's gates, the gates, the doors, whatever you want to call them, the, the way in is open and it's open now. And you need to join it because that's where the community is. We talked about groups. We talked about privacy. We talked about familiarity and community uh, in this episode. And that's what the society can give you as a marketer. Not only that, but we've got trainings from the pros, access to those pros as well. And everybody's there to support you. So go to socialmediasociety.info to check it out, find out if it's right for you. Hint, it is. And uh, with that, I want to say special thanks to Grace Duffy for being my show producer and (laughs) co-host. Thank you, Eric, for being an excellent host and for Jeff C. for handling all of our simulcasts brilliantly. And thank you again to Mari Smith for being an excellent guest today. We were so excited to have her. We, I think we booked her in weeks ahead knowing we'd want to talk to her about all this stuff. So we're definitely excited. And uh, be sure to join us next week for our show. We have a, another good one coming our way. Yes. So I'll give you the hint or I'll just spoil it for that matter. Uh, Michael Stelzer will be back on the show next week to talk about the annual, the 11th annual uh, social media marketing. It's the industry report basically that we put out every year. It's coming out next week and then you will get to bring your, so one Tuesday, grab the report and then Friday, bring your questions. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk about some of, I know I've had a chance to go through it some, uh, with Mike leading us through it, some of the the, the team here. Um, we're going to have a lot of great stuff to report about the industry, as well as we're going to take some questions. It's going to be a fun time. So join us back here next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. And you can get this on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. That's where you'll find all, all the pertinent links. And with that, uh, we will see you back here next week. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Have a good day. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast a new show from Social Media Examiner hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.